Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the Eleanor Joel Reeves, and nobody wants this podcast to get fucking made. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, yo, how's it going, everybody? And Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. This podcast is a little late because everyone was out of town last week, and we <laughs> did finally find some time to make it, but uh, the neighbors in my Airbnb would not shut the fuck up. And it would not have made for a good podcast because I could literally hear everything they were saying about how their girlfriends had cheated on them and how they loved playing oh. Call of Duty and how they were going to have a kid soon with a girl they didn't know. Um, <laughs> mm, beautiful. The walls were made of toilet paper. Um, <gasps> wow. So I had to cancel last minute because it was impossible to make the podcast under those conditions, I believe. Yeah. And today there's construction going on in my building. Yay. So if you hear that, please just ignore it because I think a month to we we can't push this one back any further. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it at this point, Joel. So fuck it. It's right? just gonna be what it be. Mm. Um, thankfully, Taylor and I watched the same things this week, so what we've been watching should be shorter. <laughs> I don't know why I'm ending every sentence like I'm talking during a newscast. <laughs> Uh, do you, should we do one thing before we jump in? Oh, uh, yeah. Taylor, roll me those fucking sweet, smooth jams. At least nobody can ruin those. Wooka wooka. all right uh taylor and i watched mortal Kombat and nomadland indeed we did nice um i have no patience for this part of the podcast so i will say mortal Kombat was uh stupid but fun um the fatalities were cool uh the made-up main character was dumb and the cliffhanger was uh, exciting. That is what I'll say about that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. Cool. Like, uh, there's there's definitely a lot to like about this movie, um, but it is also extremely flawed in a lot of ways. Um, flawless it, victory. Yeah, it was it was not flawless. Let's put uh, it that way. There you um, go. Flawless victory. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, I know. Pew pew. Um, <laughs> oh, dang it. Fucking hold on. What'd you do? Nothing. Just a. I is it not recording? To... No, it is. I just might have to change the batteries. It just went to like one bar, and I don't. I don't trust. One it. bar should last you a while. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't die. If it if it starts to die, then we'll just have to do a quick swap. But um. So yes, back to Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm not editing. I'm yeah. not editing that out. Deal that's, with it. That's fine. It's okay. It's <laughs> inside baseball. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Joel said, I enjoyed this movie for what it was. You know, if you go in looking for some pretty brutal fatalities, like a movie that doesn't necessarily take itself too seriously, um, and mm -hmm. some pretty cool martial arts action, like I think you'll be fairly happy. I mean, 
this movie definitely tries to justify a lot more than it should you know like just, uh. just let it be like a wacky martial arts tournament with people with like magical powers and they try to essentially justify like why and how these people get all their powers and like i just hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if i'm sold on it um you know and then there's one crucial choice that they make that's a little bit baffling to me and i don't even know if i want to say what it is but is the choice that there's no actual mortal combat <laughs> in the movie yeah exactly <laughs> oh, so geez. like the tournament so, doesn't happen exactly so this is like all about getting the people together to fight in the tournament which is like the next movie so it's it's one of those things where it's like i get what they're going for and i actually think it's kind of oh. a smart idea to like kind of spread one tournament over the course of three movies Right. But I think just the if you're way, making a franchise, it makes sense. yeah. I mean, I just think it, it, on paper it's it's kind of a cool idea, but the way it's executed is just kind of lackluster in a lot of ways. So. Interesting. I didn't know that they were doing a trilogy with it. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, so here's the thing: is like the movie makes a too. lot of money. Yeah. I was I was reading up on the movie, and like apparently the director like quote unquote banned talks of like any sequel talks like on the set, so that they would just be oh. focused on making the first movie. But at the same time, when you're like when your movie leans so heavily into the idea that there's going to be a continuation, yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know. So yeah. no sequel talks. Also, don't ask where the tournament is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those two are unrelated. Yeah, uh, one of my least favorite parts of the movie was that like they set it up to where the Outworld has won nine of the last tournaments, right? And yeah. if mm. they win the tenth tournament, they get to take over Earth. Mm -hmm. And instead of just winning the next tournament like they have nine times in a row they decide to like try and cheat and kill all the heroes and it's like you've already won nine out of ten tournaments yeah you're clearly gonna win the next one yeah why yeah. would it why be different you... yeah yeah totally yeah. i mean Silly. you know definitely it was an odd choice. And, and that's like mm -hmm. you know obviously also um a thread from like the first video game as well as like the first movie where it's like you know one more tournament and like outworld can invade and all this stuff and uh and, you know, I didn't necessarily have a, as much of a problem with that as, as like, Joel was saying, the fact that, like, mm -hmm. it just, like, the, I think it comes back to the fact that, like, especially characters like Shang Tsung and, and Raiden were, like, really, really underdeveloped. Like, they, they, their motivations, like, make absolutely no sense. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that, that was a little bit frustrating. If but, Taylor beats me nine times out of ten in Madden, I don't magically think I'm going to beat him <laughs> the next time I play him. Unless you have I mean, a cheat let me code, put it that Joel. Way. That's yeah, Shane Soon. He's like, true. I got a cheat code, bro. <laughs> um, all right. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, the end is that uh, Johnny Cage is going to be in the sequel. Woo! Yeah. Ah. Well, it's disappointing to hear that it wasn't super great. But Oh, I'm, no, it's fun. You should it's, watch it. It's fun. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but fa still. the fatalities are pretty cool. 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 Kung Lao fucking saws a bitch in half it was great mm -hmm. <laughs> and also joel joe taslam uh as sub-zero is like almost perfect casting so oh nice okay i am sub-zero yeah uh <laughs> it was cool yeah did we watch nomadland uh i liked mm -hmm. it francis mcdormand did great i don't think she's ever not done great mm -hmm. um they used a lot of real world people some of them were good some of them were bad that is my uh dissertation on the movie yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's pretty much you get pretty much what you expect or what you've heard about this movie. You know, it's Chloe Chloe Zhao is is very much you know, uh, 
it, the way I described jo- the movie to Joel before we watched it is like magic hour of the movie. You know what I mean? Like she's very much okay. about, you know, natural lighting, like on location shooting, you know, right at mm. sunset or sunrise. Like there's just she's just really talented at, at making beautiful images using natural lighting, you know. Um, I will say Kevin Feige said that the Eternals footage he saw is very much a Chloe Zhao movie. Mm-hmm. And in my head, after seeing Nomadland, I went, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And like, they, they, the are they not came... lighting it? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely <laughs> lighting it, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it came out and basically said like, oh, like Eternals is, you know, using more practical locations and, and all this stuff than like most of the recent Marvel movies, which have kind of been fairly reliant on green screen you know what i mean Mm. um but yeah i mean i I really enjoyed this movie for what it was it's basically a a a picture of a very specific point in time when like the economic collapse happened and sort of like amazon Mm -hmm. was on the rise and you know uh, like obviously there's a lot of like social socio-political elements to this uh to this story but you know they're very much in the background they're not necessarily like explored outright but it's more about like the effects of what happens to these people because of that, right? And so I I really enjoyed it. I mean, like Joel said, like Frances McDormand is basically never given a bad performance. So yeah. you know, I can yeah. definitely see why she won Best Actress for this. And obviously Chloe won Best Director. Um, you know, and then the movie won Best Picture. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can definitely see why why this appealed to 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 people in that way. Um Definitely not a movie that like I feel the need to revisit on a regular basis, but it's definitely sure. it's it's very well made. So I'll give it that. Nice. I also watched Minari last night. Mm, um, nice. I'm gonna stick with my theme of just being annoyed at this podcast, so I'm gonna go through it quick. Uh, <laughs> love Stephen Young. Also, don't think he's ever done anything bad. Uh, mm. Also watched Invincible. Same uh, uh, praise for Stephen Young there. Mm. Um, Wait, I thought Mark, I, liked it. I thought Mark Wahlberg was in that movie. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> it's not about the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Ah, dang um, it. Nah, uh, I really liked it. I will say I saw the ending coming like a mile away, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I really liked how like the grandma played into the family. Um, I, 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 I thought it was a great. I wanted to say like coming to America tale, but in the movie it says that they like come from like California. Um, Origin, not you know, not like originally, but they had like already lived in the states before they got to Kansas, which I thought was not the plot of the movie uh, before I watched it. Uh, but I liked it in the end. Uh, good movie, good job, Stephen. Um, and then Invincible is great. I've read all the comics, so I already know what's coming. Uh, but I'm watching it with someone who has not watched the comics, and every time a new scene happens, it blows it, it blows Izzy's mind, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I felt when I read it. Yeah. Um, but they just got renewed for seasons two and three on Amazon. Oh, so wow. Many, many years of Invincible coming ahead. Uh, <laughs> I would I, I, I would say read the comics if you don't mind like being spoiled. I'm the kind of guy that like likes seeing things I read come to life on screen, even though I know it's happening. You sure. know, I was a big fan of The Walking Dead beforehand, and that didn't stop me from watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say read the comics. They're really fucking good. And then the show's been phenomenal. So, yes. That's the most I think I've ever done for what we've been watching. Lauren, what have you been watching? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I actually have not been watching all that much. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't think I talked about this last time, but I think the only new thing on my list is uh, I watched Promising Young Woman. Ooh, you know what? I watched that too, actually. We we all did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, I got to say, I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. You didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm curious. It means it's average. I'm curious to hear your <laughs> thoughts on this, Lauren, because I have definitely have mixed feelings on this movie as well. Yeah, I uh, I actually I watched it with uh, you know a, a, another female friend of mine, and and we both didn't really love it. Um, visually, I thought it was beautiful, um, and interesting with some of the different uh, what do I want to say uh, like allusions visually to different you know, things happening, mm -hmm. uh, in the story. I'm very articulate tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A plus. but I didn't, I like Carrie Mulligan. I didn't really find her performance that stand out really. I think it could have been just about anyone to be honest. Um, I was going to say, I, I think it could have been even like a different person for this role, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people were saying it should have been, um, Margot Robbie, because she produced it, and blah, 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 but, that. like, yeah, I could see it, but it also felt almost like a real-life Harlequin in that way. Right. So, if Margot did it, like, I just, I don't know, I don't think that would have worked either, and right. I don't think, there there was that one, um, that big issue with someone in the press saying that Carrie was too old for the role, mm, and I yeah. don't oh, agree yeah. with that. No, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. I that's, just that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's bad. Um, that's assuming. That's assuming. Yeah, that's assuming that no one would pick up Carrie Mulligan in a bar, and they are fucking wrong. Yeah, exactly. I would absolutely hit on Carrie Mulligan in a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lure you in. Well, yeah. no, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not one of the dudes from the movie. Of course, I'm just like, of course. If I saw so, her in a bar, I'd be like, that's an attractive woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I wasn't. Yeah, imply that you would. I, I mean, I thought it was an interesting concept, but I don't think it was fully executed. And f like, I don't, I didn't find the impotence behind her doing what her, what she did to be fully explained. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it was le a lot of it was left to conjecture about what happened, why she's doing the things she is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I, I have a big problem with like how it was billed with all these different famous names in it who were then only in it for five seconds. Yeah. Um, well, that, I was my my favorite part of the movie is kind of that, though, is how they cast all these Hollywood nice guys as yeah. like as like the shitty people in the movie. Like, you know, like Schmidt from like New Girl. Um, sure. Fucking who, uh, Adam, fucking yeah, and yeah, fucking Adam, Adam Brody. Brody. Yeah. I really I enjoyed put Chris that part. in the nice guy category, but that's no, but he's like more of like the like the the lone, not the loner. He's not like... a he's not a bad boy. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, exactly. I know what you mean. I just I don't know. I felt like to be honest, use using those big names, uh, kind of took me out of it. Interesting. To be yeah. honest, I think if if they were unknown, it, maybe it would have hit differently. But I don't know. I, I could yeah. go further down that route. But all that to say, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I I didn't love it. Yeah, I thought that that because like when the movie opens up, and if you check my Twitter, I go, "Oh, Adam Brody's in this movie. That's awesome." And then like yeah. ten minutes later, I was like, "Oh, that didn't age well." Um, <laughs> Because they like trick you into it to being like, oh, it's Adam Brody. He is like a nice guy. He's gonna take her home and he's gonna be nice to her. And then you're like, 
oh fuck yeah that's mm-hmm. not what's happening like yeah. i think they did a nice job of like luring you in like ah this is like he would he would never do that mm-hmm. yeah spoilers seth cohen yeah, was, would never do that. that yeah <laughs> yeah seth seth cohen would never do that yeah no <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, I tend to agree with you guys. I, I, I didn't love this movie. I also didn't hate it. Um, you know, obviously it did win best adapted screenplay or best original screenplay. Sorry. Um, yeah. this year. So, you know, big win for Emerald Fennell in that regard. Um, yeah, I just feel like that, you know, I think the biggest thing for me in this movie is the, the characterization kind of like you were mm-hmm. alluding to Lauren. Um, I just, I think I agree with you in the sense that like, you know, Especially, um, you know, Carrie's character could have been, like, fleshed out a little bit more in terms of, like, less ambiguity and more, like, a little bit more just about her, like, her journey and what kind of, it it feels like there's, like, there's point A, which is, you know, everything that happens before the film and then point B and, like, there's not a lot of filler in between. So it's, like, you know, usually I'm, I'm, I'm really up for and open to, like ambiguity in that regard but i think you know with this you definitely could have had a little bit more um and i think it would have helped you know um in, in that regard yeah. uh i will say though that that i really loved uh bo burnham in this movie uh, mm. yeah. uh i thought he nice, was the best part of the movie yeah, he, he was that was a nice little surprise um and then uh also the ending too i, I kind of really enjoyed the way like the, the 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 shock of the third act so to speak it's something i sure, wasn't yeah. expecting and i was like oh, okay cool like i'm glad that you know, the movie kind of took a chance, um, you know, and, and obviously like the, the last, you know, 15 minutes or whatever and everything. You're that telling happened. me that yeah. doesn't happen so. at every bachelor party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We, well, we didn't we didn't kill a stripper at your yeah, bachelor party? Dead, dead oh, spoilers. Uh, I will. Uh, I, apparently from that point on, like the uh, everything that happened post bachelor party mm-hmm. uh, was not originally how it was supposed to end either. Oh, it was supposed really? to end. Yeah, at the bachelor party, mm. um, and they decided later on to add that in. I'm uh, really glad, which they I thought did was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that. it was a much stronger ending mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but. totally. And and I think the theme of like what the movie's trying to do is is actually really strong and 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 pretty mm-hmm. pretty solid overall. It's just all those pieces that kind of lead up to that that don't necessarily fit, you know, all the time. So yeah, that's what I'll say about promising young woman. You watch anything else? Nothing else that's new. You know what we're going to be watching next week? What I just got this notification from IMDb that says uh, the making of the Falcon oh, yeah. and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, yeah. Wait. So that'll be cool. Did that not come out today? No, I'm sure. I'm saying we'll be talking about it. Next oh, week. sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, sweet. On to news. Um, the most hilarious thing is that Zack Snyder originally wanted uh, Batman versus Superman to be called Son of Son and Night of Night or some <laughs> dumb bullshit like that. It should have been called Martha of Martha and Martha of Martha. Yeah, no news there. Just <laughs> calling him a big, dumb fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> no on, on the, the Snyder fanboy fire. <laughs> I guarantee you no Snyder fanboy still listens to this podcast. <laughs> Um, they might hate listen to us yeah i would that makes it that makes it better for me are you kidding me that fuels my (laughs) fucking fire dude i hope so i know i know um i know clark has joined (laughs) um secret invasion uh Mm -hmm. some people Mm -hmm. are 
you know, making conjecture about who she's going to be. I'm thinking maybe Abigail Brand, who is a, in the comics, she's the leader of S.W.O.R.D. Right now, we've kind of seen that that's Hayward, um, but maybe there's like a space division because we do see Nick Fury on a spaceship, you know, at the end of Far From Home. So there's got to be someone else out there leading a different division of... And Hayward got arrested, so... Right, yeah. So she could be the new... She could be the new yeah yeah Yeah. some are saying she could be like a super scroll or like the queen of the scrolls i i Mm. I would be okay with that as well but i'm just like trying to picture amelia clark clark with like a green wig on and like i think she could do a pretty good (laughs) abigail brand i don't know i'm into it totally yeah i mean amelia clark's like like good in everything so that's that's good sign for that show yeah well the 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 cast is getting stacked bro yeah Um, yeah well and we'll, we'll now have both uh Danny and Jon Snow in the MCU. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very soon. Um, the Shang-Chi trailer came out. It was mm. cool. I enjoyed it. The martial arts looks dope. Bill, uh, Bill Pope, baby. Bill Pope is Bill all Pope, I gotta say. He, you know, if you've seen Scott Pilgrim... Yeah, or the, the fight choreo, like the, the fights. I was about to say fight choreography. He's got nothing to do with that. The fight cinematography is going to be great. Or perhaps um, a uh, a little movie that you may have heard of called The Matrix. The Matrix, which Lawrence <laughs> hasn't seen, by the way. Guys, pretty sure the Scott Pilgrim uh, Super Duper remaster comes out today. Ooh, yeah. and yeah. the first time these two ever met was at a Scott Pilgrim thirty five millimeter screening. Indeed. That's very Indeed. true. New very Bev. true. New Bev. Yeah. So Yep. Um, moving on, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies and the Venomverse are going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah! Mm-hmm. An interesting twist of fates that I yeah. did not see coming. Yeah. So now we can watch uh, Morbius on Disney Plus as well. Ah, oh, can't fucking wait. <laughs> um, that ah. gives me hope that Spider-Man's going to. It seems like some kind of a deal that was made. You know, when they got Spider-Man back. They're probably I'm for more. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for more Tom Ho- Tom Holland Spider Man movies mm-hmm. getting made. If Disney was like, "Look, dude, we'll get you the fucking viewership on yeah. our fat ass yeah. platform." <laughs> but I don't um, believe Sony has a streaming platform. I think they're like the one of don't. the only yeah. studios that doesn't. And it's like, bro, you have such a valuable Good. catalog of IP, even outside of Spider Man. It's like you guys are dumb. Yeah, classic Sony. That is crazy. Classic Sony. <laughs> Um, oh, dude, you know what? What? <sighs> Backtrack real quick. I watched The Nevers. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. Nice. Uh, created, written, dire- and directed by uh, d- uh, n- nobody, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fucking good, you guys. Um, yeah. yeah. Created yeah. by nobody? <laughs> Episode three has one of the most inventive fight scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like, Oh, dang. Someone who can walk on water. And then, like, a girl who, like, gets, like, pushed off a bridge and then, like, falls in water. So every time she tries to, like, come up, he's, like, there to, like, fight her. Oh, right? wow. And then it's, like, how does she defeat a dude when she's, like, it's, like, pl- uh, it's like playing, like, whack-a-mole, right? <laughs> um, it's a really fucking cool scene. Anyway, show's good. Go check it out. Uh, it's, ri- again, written and directed by nobody. Um <laughs> Moving on, and this will save until the end of the episode, but I'm going to tease it now. Captain America 4 is in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the uh, showrunner of Falcon and the Winter yep. Soldier. Good old, yeah. Uh, Malcolm Spellman. Uh, I'm not, uh, what could that was, mean? I wonder who he's dun, dun, dun. I, don't know I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously good a good sign, meaning that this, you know, uh, the, the Falcon story is not over yet, obviously, but, you know, we're going to get a pretty no, much... No, it is not. I guess what I'm saying is I am very glad that they're continuing that back in film form as opposed to, like, just, you know, relegating Captain America to uh, to series, you know? Yeah, it's seeming... I'm, 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 I'm starting to think that they're going to give all of the big characters like these shows before then like putting them in big movies right like wanda is going to be in the multiverse of madness we assume sam is going to be in cap four um you know hawkeye is going to get his like loki's probably going to be in a movie somewhere down the line hawkeye is probably going to be you know hawkeye's probably going to lead like or be the mentor like the new avengers or the young avengers or Mm. you know the west coast avengers or whatever the fuck um but enough conjecture aside, let's start talking about episode five of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, it, it, look, it's been a few weeks since this has come out, but the episode starts with Sam and Bucky just beating the ever-living shit out of John Walker because of what he did in the last episode, which was murder a dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that. He straight up fucking murked a fool. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And uh yeah, I mean I like I love that this episode basically just like jumps right into it, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they could have easily just off the bat. Yeah, they could have easily like included this in the previous episode and like had it end, you know, more towards the conclusion, but I love that they essentially cut away right after the climax and then, you know, when you jump into episode 5, it's like, "All right, like we're you know, we're going right into it." Like um yeah. you know, the the warehouse fight between Bucky Oh my uh, gosh. Sam and uh john walker is is pretty great i mean there's so good (laughs) there's definitely like i don't know if you guys felt the same way but it definitely feels reminiscent of the fight at the end of civil war with with tony and bucky and steve Mm -hmm. um i think there's like a couple direct visual references to that in terms of Mm -hmm. you know the shot framing and size and all that stuff but um yeah i mean it's uh it's uh it's really solid you know what i mean and i think it's just definitely a great payoff to everything we got in episode four um yeah as well as like john walker just like continually like sort of going down that (sighs) mental yo he goes yeah he goes to try to fucking murder sam dude like you know like he picks the shield up and he Mm -hmm. like you know and he tries to hit him again and it's like dude if you didn't already fucking steal your fate by murdering a dude like on live stream like now you're trying to kill like an ex-avenger like what yeah you are fucking your like you're not helping your case yeah um exactly and i think i really praised the close quarters wings fighting of sam in the last episode and they Mm -hmm. do it here again Mm -hmm. like he trips john with the wing as he like as he like flies up you know he's like using the booster to like give him extra strength because he Mm -hmm. doesn't have the super soldier serum um i just got to give a shout out to the writers for like finding creative ways for sam to fight you know Mm -hmm. with with uh with the wings which i thought was like super cool yeah Definitely. Yeah. And, and it also cracked me up that like John Walker has like basically like one move with the shield and it's like the <laughs> neck chop, you know, like where he goes, yeah. 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 It becomes, yeah. like it's just it's 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 a great little character moment, you know, as opposed to like someone like Sam, who's really experienced in the field and like, you know, very much like uh, like I say, with Winter Soldier, it's like, you know, uh, a thousand and one ways to use, to use a shield in that movie. Like in this way, it's like how creative can you get with the wings because at the end of the day yeah. like that's something they're gonna have to deal with moving forward so um you know might as well at least get that experience in now so yeah, yeah. i they will say break, uh, 
Go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. I was just gonna say I w- I will say that opening fight it ma- like made me so anxious. It was oh yeah so so brutal. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like aside from obviously the death we just saw in the last episode, like I don't know that we've really seen anything quite like that in the MCU yet. Yeah, I mean, I, and I was really kind of shaken up by it honestly <laughs> yeah well when they when they broke his john walker's arm just like yeah, they break that shit, arm. It's like, yo <laughs> you guys are not fucking around <laughs> yeah yeah the only way to get the fucking shield back is just to like because he's not because he's not he's like not letting go of it right they're trying no. to do like the spider-man thing where they like you know where they like rip it off of them that's a mm-hmm. you know uh an infinity war reference Endgame mm. reference? Uh, um, Infinity War. Infinity, yeah. And uh, they can't take it away from him, so they just fucking break his arm. Uh, yeah. It takes, it takes the combined super soldier strength of Bucky and the uh, the thruster from the jetpack mm. to break his arm, which is yeah. just a testament to how strong John Walker is. Uh-huh. Is this the scene where John rips off the Falcon wings? Is that? or mm, Yes, I believe so. Right, so like Sam tries to fly away again, right? Mm, and he just mm-hmm. like rips the wings off to yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. I would say to neuter Falcon, but it's also like a nice um, foreshadowing for the future. Yeah, um, yeah. and I mean, you knew you knew he was going to get a new suit at some point in the show, so it's like you know only just good, <laughs> good, good setup for that. But you know, and this is a little bit more forward too. But I love that he gives the wings to Torres, who, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. actually kind of becomes becomes new Falcon. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like yeah. again, just. Uh, Marvel's always laying the seeds for the future, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you have the the need of getting Falcon in the new suit in this series, but you also have the opportunity to set something up for down the line. So, you know, maybe yeah, that's something it's... we'll see in, in Cap 4. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right. It's great because it's like they always plant these seeds and like they don't have to harvest the crop. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like you planted the seeds so you can always reap what you sow yeah. in, in a, a good way. Yeah. In the words of Seth Rogen in... Uh, and 40-year-old virgin, they plant the seed so that they can fuck it. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. I think we kind of immediately jump into John Walker's little uh, trial. He's got the broken arm. He's, you know, yeah. I don't know. We, oh, um, he's, just, he's just being kind of a dick. Yeah, the, the one thing that does happen before that is, uh, like, Bucky somehow magically, like, finds Zemo and then, like, essentially, mm-hmm. like, they take him to the raft, which... You know, no, I think it, that's way later in the episode. Really? I thought it was pretty early. It was before they go back to the States, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Marvel Intel report, which kind of okay. talks about the episode. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, may, maybe I'm wrong. But point being is that, you know, the point I wanted to make is that, you know, I think with these last two episodes in particular, like one of my biggest criticisms, I don't even want to say criticisms because it was kind of out of their hands, but you know, in these last two episodes, it becomes very obvious that this show was kind of affected by COVID, you know, and, COVID, and everything yeah. that happened with that. I mean, the way that they wrap out Zemo's arc so quickly, like, kind of tells me that, like, okay, you know, things things had to change. And there was mm-hmm. definitely um, a lot more that was supposed to happen in this show that they kind of had to rework. So, you know, I think that's something to be said for, for uh, these last two episodes in general. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was odd. Well, I... We can just talk about that then. Um, it's odd that uh, the Dora Milaje are taking him to the raft, right? Yeah. Not, like to their own Wakandan prison. Like, yeah. Uh, they were after him for so long. And then, you know, they were just kind of like, we have jurisdiction wherever we want. <laughs> 
which is like, you know, like a big flex. But then when they finally get him, their big flex is like, well, we're going to take him to the government facility. And yeah. it was like, yeah. Oh, then why did you come after him at all? Well, and why does it have to be the Dora Milaje to take him to the raft? Like, why can't yeah. Bucky like, and Sam take him to the raft? Well, I mean, very, I mean yeah, or very someone good, else, but, you know, um, I, I didn't really have as much of a as much of a problem with that specifically as I did like them just kind of wrapping up Zemo's arc without like any like it just felt like it ended very abruptly you know what i mean yeah um especially I mean, because his arc is not over well of course but i'm talking about in this show you know what i mean yeah. um and so yeah it's just one of those things where it's like damn like zemo was added so much to the show and i wish that they could have given him a little bit better of a send-off in terms of you know how they close things out with his character but at yeah. the same time, like, it's not that what they did was bad. It's just you could tell that it was something that, like, they had kind of changed, you know, uh, after the fact. So, um, oh, there we go. Okay, sorry. I thought so. I thought you yep. guys froze. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Um, but, yeah, so, jump, so jumping back to John <laughs> Walker, like you said, Joel, he's, like, essentially, is it, like, a court-martial or something like that, I would assume, right? Yeah, like, he just gets, other than... What what do they say? He gets other than other honorable. than other yeah, and other than honorable discharge discharge discharge. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He says some bullshit like "I am Captain America." It's like shut the fuck up. No, you're not. <laughs> um, that scene I could give less of a shit about. But yeah. the big cameo that everyone was thinking like it's gonna be fucking Black Panther, and it's like no, it's not. Um, <laughs> The it was Julia Louis Dreyfus shows yeah. up in the fucking episode yeah. as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. If that name is too long or too complicated for you, just call her Madame Hydra because that's who she is in the comic <laughs> books. Um, who I thought was going to be the power broker, we'll talk about that next episode. I was mm-hmm. very disappointed in how that storyline played out, but Madame Hydra yeah. is in the show. She gives John Walker a a, a blank business card. Um, yeah. you know, oh, secrets. Um, yeah. But she basically tells him, like, "Yo, dog, we got you. You might not be in this army, but you'll be in a army, <laughs> um, a Hydra army." <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give him much more detail than that, so we can jump back yeah. to that later. But there's a uh, a mystery of who this crazy woman is and what does she want with John Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you thought John Walker couldn't get any worse just think wait. again yeah. just wait yeah. uh what do we got next i don't know fucking sam's practicing with the shield sam talks mm-hmm. to isaiah bradley i thought this mm-hmm. scene was really harsh because isaiah bradley was like no self-respecting black man would ever be captain america and sam's yeah. like oh fuck but that's exactly what i'm trying to be yeah <laughs> i think it's good it's a good moment for his arc honestly because it's like that oh, it's self great. that self-doubt that he has throughout a lot of this episode is like if he can stand up to the level to the pedestal you know that's kind of steve mm-hmm. is put on and yeah i think it was just a really great moment especially what with the payoff that happens to this in episode six which obviously we'll talk about um but yeah i mean you know it, and it's funny because especially with like the more kind of racially based stuff in this movie you know in terms of yeah. like a black captain america and all this stuff like that's when the show kind of gets a little bit on the nose you know what i mean and we'll mm-hmm. definitely cover this when we talk episode six but i just think it's interesting how you know even though it's on the nose like it still sort of works and and to a certain respect i think it actually needs to be on the nose because these are like really important themes and ideas yeah. that this show is is trying to 
um, is trying to explore. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't beat around the bush when it comes to like telling racists yeah. that they're wrong. You know what I mean? If yeah. they like played with metaphors or whatever, the people out there who are bad people wouldn't you know would not watch this show with that view in mind. They would you know it would go over their heads or they would like ignore it on purpose um and they really beat it on the head i mean he goes so far as to say like i don't have blonde hair or blue eyes he mm-hmm. like fucking yeah. he, he like he like fucking sticks it to him um because he got arrested for the exact same thing steve rogers did he went off mission and you know to save his people steve yeah. got in applause he got arrested and experimented on and he says it's because i don't have blonde hair and blue eyes yeah. which mm-hmm. sam does bring back around in the next episode as mm-hmm. well just yeah. word for word yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I definitely thought like, you know, all that stuff, like, however, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's necessary, but I've definitely thought that it was handled in a way that like, makes sense for what this show is trying to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the boat is next. They fix a boat, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get a boat fixing boat montage. Yeah, I, I will say both this episode and the next one, this is kind of where it got wonky for me, where I felt like both of these episodes about halfway through felt like completely different episodes. Yeah, totally. So like the tone just did yeah. a complete 180 and like, I like what happened in both parts, but they d- don't feel like they match up to well, be exactly. one episode. And, yeah, and that's well, that's one of the the consequences of like having the 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 climax of like the previous episode like play out in this episode, right? Because then, like you said, you kind of have that tonal shift. You have that sort of the, the downshifting, if you will, in terms of pace yeah. and action and all that stuff yeah. going back to the character stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels very different but at the same time like i don't i don't at least as far as i can remember i don't think it necessarily like hurt the episode at least for me you know what i mean it's just one of those things where it's like oh okay now we're like a little more laid back and casual like fixing a boat you know uh yeah bucky's hitting on sam's sister you know that kind of <laughs> we stuff. do get like, the cute joke we do get the cute joke where like he uses a wrench to fix the the pipe and he's like why didn't you use your robot arm and he's like ah i'm right-handed i don't know i it, yeah i don't i don't usually think about it yeah yeah which is a fun little detail you know what i mean it's cute like that's, yeah. yeah yeah i do love you know both again in this episode and the next the banter that it brings out yeah. with the two of them yeah um I, I do love that again i just think for me the way that it's like split in half kind of between the two the boat has to have an arc too, Lauren. The boat has yeah. to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, but the boat doesn't have an arc. They totally, they literally <laughs> like just forget about the boat in the last episode. It's like, yeah, you yeah. don't need a conclusion to that, you know? Yeah. It's like they just drop it, you know? And again, that's probably more of a result of, of COVID than anything else, but still. Yeah. Um, the boat had a very specific schedule and it didn't include hanging out during COVID. <laughs> was, uh, the boat had the social distance, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, we get a training montage pretty much right after that, right? Mm -hmm. They fucking Mm -hmm. Sam, I don't know. This was one of the, (laughs) look, it was a cool training montage to see Sam, like get stronger, work with the shield, practice the throwing. Like, you know, it's not like he was just perfect with the shield immediately. There were times where he couldn't catch it or it went over his head or he thought it was going to hurt him. So he ducked. Um, but some of the worst, just blatant stunt guy, 
like when he was doing like the backflips on like the track yeah. or whatever. I'm like, that's fucking not Anthony Mackie. Very, <laughs> very obviously. Very clearly, yeah. yeah. They didn't really try to hide that aspect, you know. And and yeah. uh, totally. And I think one of the things that, that actually was really interesting what they did is they have that scene with Sam and Bucky where they're throwing it around like no problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we essentially jump back and like see the progression, you know, Sam's progression up to that point. And I just thought that was an interesting little narrative choice, you know, uh, that they made there. Um, but, you know, and I think I t- we kind of talked about this a little bit, Joel, like when uh, previously is like, you know, this idea of what the show says, you know, what Sam says at a certain point, he's like, it's it's about putting in the work, right? If you don't yeah. put in the work, like you don't see that transition that that happens, right? And I, and I think this show is is essentially that in a nutshell, right? Like, how do you take yeah. Falcon, Sam as Falcon, to Sam as Captain America, right? And yeah. as, whoa, uh, you spoilers. Know, well, I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but point being is that I, that's why I really love. That's why I really love this this sort of training montage. Is like like it's very emblematic of what the show is trying to do. Like it may not work all the time. Like this training montage is kind of it, it's fine. It's not anything amazing, but I still appreciated that they gave us that progression of of the character. You know what I mean? Because it mm-hmm. could be so easy to just be like, well, he's Captain America now, and like you're just gonna have to accept that, as opposed to like right. seeing. Yeah the change happen, especially yeah. with what happens in episode six and the way that he really steps up to the mantle in that way. Like it really uh-huh. makes these moments, you know, in episode five work even better. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that Taylor, that mm-hmm. like seeing him put in that work, mm-hmm. um, is, is definitely necessary for more of the character building. Absolutely. Elements. And, and also, so, you know, so that was cool. Yeah, totally. And it also echoes like what's going on with John, um walker as well where it's like he like he put in the work in terms of you know like his patriotism and all the stuff that he had done before becoming captain america but he just expected that that mantle would happen because he's been named captain america as opposed to like actually working through it and working to better yourself right and i think again those parallels between those two characters work really really well in this series yeah his like his uh preparation for lack of a better word came down to taking the serum pretty much yeah so (laughs) instead of like actually working and thinking that people should respect him because Mm -hmm. they should respect him as opposed Mm -hmm. to earning the respect of people yeah exactly yeah Yeah, blonde hair and blue eyes doesn't automatically make you a good person yeah exactly yeah nor nor does the title of captain america yeah (laughs) very true especially when you Straight up merc fools on yeah. the streets. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's much else that happens after this that we, you know, need to really touch really good, big, big, big points on. Yeah. Uh, MMA champion uh, George St. Pierre, also known as Batrock, oh, yeah. um, hangs out with the Flag Smashers and he's like, look at all these bombs I have. And someone's like, what? We're terrorists? And Carly's like, yeah, fucking duh. Like, what did you think? Yeah. What did you fucking think we were doing, you big dumb idiot? <laughs> uh, we murdered. We we fucking murder people. Yeah. Um, then Sam gets this cool, you know, um, Pulp Fiction uh, style briefcase where he like he, he opens it up and it's like bright orange light, and we're like, mm. what's in it? A um, golden briefcase. It's a golden briefcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a white golden which, briefcase, but still <laughs> a white well, and gold. Yeah. Bucky brings that back from yes Wakanda. He does. Yeah. Yes. Totally. 
which uh which you know it's at some point like every superhero in the mcu is just gonna have like wakandan tech and like the wakandans are gonna be like responsible <laughs> it's, for, for it's everything fucking vibranium it's the best fucking no, tech yeah of course yeah. of course um, if i was the only one who didn't have wakandan tech i'd be like what the fuck you guys yeah <laughs> do you guys do you guys hate me or something <laughs> it's gonna be hawkeye he's yeah. gonna be like i've i've been stabbed three times yeah can we fix that problem can I get, like some uh, yeah like, uh, <laughs> like a vibranium vest or something you know uh yeah, shot I mean, over here left and right <laughs> definitely I mean, the only thing that, that there's two things that 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 really happen in this episode at this point is like they join Batrock and and they basically like, yo, we're gonna go take over the GRC people, you know, with his right. help. Right, they have a big vote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and so that happens, and then we also have the the mid credit scene, uh, where, yes, where we see Walker kind of like building uh. his shield, like it, it it's like the 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 um. I don't even know how to describe it. Describe it. It's He's like getting the, ready for Comic Con, man. He's making yeah, cosplay. Like the cosplay. He's like, making his cosplay Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a cosplay like knockoff. But what's really interesting is that he uses his like medals to like yeah. in the shield. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then that's where like episode five kind of leaves us off, which which you know obviously jumps to re- like directly just... into episode six. Does he like not realize though that like the actual cap shield is made of vibranium? So like, uh, how does he think that his shield is going to do him any good? <laughs> um, I don't think he. I don't think he cares. Yeah, he just it's for the aesthetic of Cap having a shield. Yeah. Like I said, he's just he's just cosplaying. He doesn't care if it's real. Yeah, he's sure. He's, he's, sure. Pulling, a, he's pulling a Thanos. He's like, damn, I'll just do it myself. You know, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, episode six. The finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, everybody, pretty much just takes dun, off dun, dun. right where the other episode left off. Um, mm-hmm. The GRC is under attack. Uh, we see we see someone flying around out there with the wings. We're like, oh man, is that fucking is that fucking Sam? Um, Bucky and Sharon are there, and they're like, "There's bad guys in there," and everyone's like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> um, and then. Sam busts in through the window to well for no I'm sorry first of all he throws the shield through the window to create himself an opening then mm-hmm. busts it in the window and he's wearing red white and motherfucking blue blue it's uh he's wearing, he's wearing the stars and stripes baby it's um it's a pretty <laughs> cool moment you know like I think that, yeah I think the way that the moment has presented itself like you know in terms of the the way they shot it I think could have maybe been a little bit more quote unquote cinematic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of moving camera and a really dramatic shot that's going to stand out to people. But at the same time, I think that they just totally nailed this look with this suit. I mean, it is yeah. so good. I mean, Guys, it is, I, have a, it, I have a meme for this. Yeah, not only is it a spitting <laughs> image of like what we see in the comics, but it just translates to live action just so well. And I'm just so yeah. glad that they just like went for it and like, yeah, it, yeah, we're just gonna go there, you know? It's pretty dope. Yeah, I'll post this on the article on uh, theageofthenerd.com. If you guys don't li- listen to the podcast, there you can go find it there. But uh, perhaps the greatest contribution that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier made to the future of the MCU is that Sam proved that the whole 90s head sock look can work. Oh, seriously, dude. Yeah. yeah. 100%, so we're going to get real life uh, Cyclops costumes, Rogue and Gambit costumes. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. The head sock. We've all thought for a long time, how are you going to make Gambit look like that with that dumb thing on his head? 
Yeah. Sam fucking proves that it's right. Yeah. yeah. And that it works. I did also see another meme of like phase four bringing it with like the new suits between Wanda and now Sam and Loki's sharp like presidential mayoral suit, whatever it is. <laughs> politician Loki. And uh, <laughs> yeah, politician Loki and uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they are. The costume um, department is coming in strong. Yeah. I'm fucking ready. Seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, the most important part of this episode happens right right when he busts into the window. He beats that guy up, and then he walks by, and the guy goes, who are you? And he goes, without without hesitation, kind of cuts the dude off. He goes, I'm Captain I'm America. Captain America. Like the, it was like, fuck, it's a pretty It's a pretty <laughs> badass moment. Um, for he doesn't sure. question himself. He doesn't fucking ask the dude for permission. He just, I'm fucking Captain America, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, w- without the F-bombs, but... Uh, <laughs> With the subtext of the f bombs, exactly. He, he, he <laughs> says it as if he was telling the dude to go fuck himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't really remember the continuity of this episode. Uh, um, I, uh, he fights Batroc like right after that, right? And he kind of, yeah. you know, look. Apparently, Sam doesn't like French people because he goes, "Finally, I get to have my revenge on the Falcon," and he just goes, "Wee wee baguette." Uh, <laughs> Come on, Sam. Yeah. Straight up. And uh, yeah, so he like fights Batrock and then like, you know, Bucky is like doing his thing. And then we realize like Sharon's there as well, which, you know, she just kind of like was able to come to the States like finally. No problem, I guess. You know, so that was a little bit of a thing where it's like, okay, you know, they clearly. The setup for that was clearly affected, you know, by what happened and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also um, throws like mm-hmm. a gas grenade and straight up fucking murders a fool. Yeah, um, yeah. She murders mm-hmm. a couple like, people uh, in this episode, and it's like, dang, what happened to you, girl? Yeah. You know, like she's not playing around. Yeah, uh, I guess the the most important thing that happens in this first uh, little bit is that you know, essentially, like um, Sharon essentially reveals, like to a certain extent, that like she's the power broker. Um, yeah, and obviously Batrock is the guy who kind of discovers this, which like he's not necessarily the smartest character in the MCU. Um, <laughs> so I found it really interesting. Me, big strong man. Yeah, that, yeah. That they had him be the one to deduce, you know, all of this. So. <laughs> well, because I think it's she's the one who called him in the last episode, right? I like. I think she like so, makes yeah. a call in the last episode and like offers him a job and it's yeah. seemingly that it's 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 never talked about but yeah. i i assume that's who she called so yeah. like yeah. I, think yeah. he, I think he knows that she's the power broker of course yeah yeah um so yeah uh, yeah i didn't like this reveal at all mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah it's it's definitely interesting like in terms of you know taking a character in a different direction that we weren't necessarily expecting i just again i don't think it was it was set up particularly well. no you know it, what i mean not at like, all there's no there's no through yeah. line from like sharon carter from the previous cab movies to like sharon carter in the show like how how do you make that jump right like you know it goes completely against her beliefs of like i support fucking steve rogers and captain america to being like i'm a bad guy and you're like huh? yeah well I, I think we talked again we talked a little bit about this joel but i think it's that idea of like she feels like maybe she's been like disserviced by the government or you know like the country or whatever it may be so it's like i think it comes from at least the way that it's kind of presented it feels like it comes from like she's a little bit bitter about the way she was treated and like how she was sort of uh excommunicated and stuff like that so yeah i think that's like the motivation but i don't necessarily like agree that that works to to the extent in this show so yeah 
And I think the law and how to like fight for survival or whatever in Madripoor. Mm-hmm. So like, did that open her eyes and now she's power hungry? I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I don't probably. think that it was executed very well either in yeah. the sense of like, we don't really get the backstory as to why all of a sudden she's like yeah. all about this life now. Totally. And I have a feeling. Or is it just a cover? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that they're definitely going to explore this more, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, you like, you're going to have to do a, a lot of overtime work to like explain this convincingly, like in, um, wait, what happened? Uh, breaking news: The HBO <laughs> Max series that Taika was involved with, oh yeah, our yeah. flag means death. Yeah, he's, he's actually going to be playing Blackbeard. Yeah. yeah, he's directing the yeah. pilot and he's playing Blackbeard. I saw that earlier. That's going to be great. Apparently, it's like a comedy uh, series. So yeah, that's like yeah, perfect. that's pretty rad. I mean, that makes sense. You know. Um, anyway, all these GRC yep. motherfuckers are kidnapped and put into armored trucks. They go their separate ways. They're all mm-hmm. all the heroes are like tracking one truck or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have so some of them are placed in helicopters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam performs the coolest shield trick of all time. Sorry, mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, he front flips it <laughs> in the air to uh, hit the man. He just like breaks. He loves breaking windows with this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he breaks the window of the helicopter, catches the shield, then fucking punches the dude with the shield out of the helicopter yeah so the uh the person inside you know which red wing found out that she's got helicopter experience Mm -hmm. um to fly the plane to safety but i just think sam sam's ability to use the shield with the wings gives it so much more versatility um and it's they're fucking Mm -hmm. they're showing it off they they spent a lot of time thinking about ways to use this uh shield in the air yeah definitely definitely and and i think in particular with this helicopter moment one of the things i appreciated the most is like the idea of captain america inspiring other people to step up and be heroes themselves right like the lady who takes the stick before the helicopter crashes like that's a perfect example of that right like this idea that Mm -hmm. captain america is meant to inspire people um to be better than themselves or who they are currently and i think that was really just a great visualization of that kind of theme and concept which is obviously also something that plays out you know with the big speech and stuff that's coming up in a little bit so yeah uh yeah it's just kind of like a race to get these fucking people saved at this point um Motherfucking John Walker gets his U.S. agent suit from <laughs> Madame Hydra. Well, uh, that, that that happens a little bit later. At first, he makes eh, his whatever. like appearance, uh, uh, sort of in in the street with the yeah. with the uh, armored cars and all that stuff. You know, yeah. Um, he kind and, of redeems himself a little bit. Well, and this is one of those things. I, yes, obviously, like that was kind of the intent. Which which I actually like that they tried to do that. I just think mm-hmm. the execution of it was was again. It was one of those things where, it, like the Zemo thing, it kind of basically happens in like one or two scenes. Like he's like yeah. this raging, like roid rage kind of mentality, you know. And then like the next scene, he's like, well, maybe I will be a good guy. Maybe I'm not so pissed, <laughs> you know. And then the scene after yeah. that, him and Bucky are like chopping it up and like kind of friends and it's you know it's one of those things where it's like if the pandemic hadn't changed the dynamic of the show i'm sure that that would have had more 
they would have had more time to flesh yeah. that out. But it's just yeah, one of those true. things, like yeah, uh, like again, I, like, I almost tried to murder you. Yeah, I really like that scene where where he basically has to choose between going after Carly and saving the people in the armored car, and not not only that, all the people below. Like I thought mm-hmm. that was a great scene, right? Like if they could have, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it sort of extended that out a little bit more to not have the the change in, in his character happen so quickly, it would have been sure. much better. But I still like what they did with it. So I thought that was really interesting of how they kind of tried to wrap that up relatively uh, quickly, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just trying to show he's not he, like just because he's a bad guy. He's not necessarily pure evil. You know what I mean? Like, uh yeah. He doesn't want innocent people to die, even though he wants to like murder all the people he doesn't like. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, just because he's gone to the fact of like anyone who's bad, I'm going to murder them as opposed to arrest them. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he believes that like innocent people should die. Well, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Um, you know, yeah. It's it, it it like you said, it happened too quickly because they didn't even foreshadow it like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then uh, he doesn't succeed because the uh, Flag Smashers kind of like pull him off the truck. It falls. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Are all the people going to die? And it uh, happens to be caught by Captain America with his new, you know, Captain America wings. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need the super soldier serum because he's got the fucking jetpack, dude. So mm-hmm. he uses the jetpack as his new strength. He saves mm-hmm. the people. Yep. Um there's a little fight down there. You know, it could have been a cooler fight, but uh, fucking old George St. Pierre again comes down and starts firing fucking smoke bombs <laughs> and lets the flag smashers fly away. Yeah. But this yeah. is the first, you know, like it's cool to see him like use the shield like we saw him practicing. It hits multiple targets and knocks mm-hmm. them down. Um, this is one of the cheesiest lines from the show, I think, when like uh, he saves the uh, the armored car and someone's mm-hmm. like, that's the Black Falcon. And someone's like, nah, yeah. that's Captain that's America. America. I mean, like, ah, we it, already heard him say Captain America. Yeah, like, do we it, need it again? It is cheesy, but I also think it's like important because it's, yeah. it's, it's not only Sam acknowledging it, it's everyone else acknowledging it, right? And I think that's yeah. kind of what sets up to a certain respect in, in a small way what happens, you know, with the with the big monologue scene and, and the politician stuff that's happening there. And, and honestly, like, that was one of the moments where I was like, yeah, okay, that's kind of cheesy, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of got a little bit emotional little during choked. that scene yeah. just because it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's just so like rewarding to, 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 to have that arc happen. And then like sort of the completion, you know, and the payoff to all that stuff that, that they've been setting up throughout, you know, not only yeah. this show, but everything that's happened before in, in, in the movies. So. I just feel like the writing could have been like, whoa, who is that? And someone's like, that's Captain America. Yeah. Not having yeah. to be like. That's the Black Falcon, and it's like. Well, uh, I think no, that was, I think America. I think that was more of a joke than anything else, right? Because like they kind of say that earlier in the series, don't they? When he goes to visit, they do, yeah. yeah, yeah. He and he corrects the kid. He's like, "Yo, it's just Falcon." Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of plays with the tone that they've set up as well. In any time, any of the racial, um, stuff comes up. Uh, that it's it's pretty on the nose, pretty point blank of like we're not sugarcoating what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's also probably why that happened. But I agree yeah. with you, Taylor, that like I think it is important or and was important to have that moment of the public acknowledgement because like yeah, it was cool that we got to see CM say it first. Yeah, but he said that in a fairly private situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, just on a practical level, I think that's really important to do in this show, but um, nevertheless, like I, I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, obviously you have the big scene, you know, and I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, like this entire series was kind of built around this scene to a certain Well, effect. hang on. There was the fight underground first. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Sam, uh, Sam, Batrock and Carly are fighting. Sam won't mm-hmm. hurt Carly, right? He's using the shield. She's yeah, obviously yeah, stronger yeah, yeah. than he is. And this, again, just the way they're able to use Sam's Falcon costume and the shield together just works so fucking flawlessly, right? Like, even though he's got the shield, if Carly was to punch him, he seemingly should be able to, you know, he he should, like, fly across the room, right? She goes to punch him directly in the shield, and his wings, which are seemingly made of fucking vibranium now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. break into the ground behind him to brace for the impact and and like she can't she can't fuck with him like he's got this new suit it works so fucking well and he just he handles his shit in this fight against a super soldier like way better than he had the whole series Mm -hmm. um and it just makes me excited for cap four dude like this new Mm -hmm. suit is just it fucks so hard yeah yeah um yeah yeah. you know like so a i love that line by the way of she's like you actually bought into that bullshit like just that was a really (laughs) like like, kind of a great moment based on you know that conversation they have i think in uh episode four well Uh, and then he was like i tried something different maybe you should too yeah totally and 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 and, you know just in regards to the suit and like everything that's going to come after like again i love that they've set all this up so it's like when we get to cap four like you just fucking hit the ground running like sam's like doing his thing like he has the suit he's already captain america like again doing this show doing the work of of progressing that character you know yeah yeah um, uh yeah before we get to that big scene like mm-hmm. uh she's about to shoot sam oh yeah uh yeah. and uh, the uh, the uh the uh, uh the power broker you mean sharon's out <laughs> and she just fucking straight mercs carly uh yeah. shoots her and i think the, i think batrock gets shot too right i'm pretty sure um, batrock's dead at, at that point yeah yeah, yeah. uh sharon shoots carly sam could have just been like sucks to suck but he picks her up, flies down all Jesus style, uh, and delivers her to the ambulance. Yeah. And then, yes, one of the most political speeches uh, in MCU history that is just mm-hmm. fucking solid gold. Yeah. Um, some of the best writing I think the MCU has ever produced for us. Um, yeah. And I just always love seeing politicians get fucking owned. So yeah, it, totally. yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so like definitely like I think obviously right off the bat, it's it's like we said before with some of the early stuff, definitely on the nose. Right. But it's one of those things that's like it's necessary to be on the nose about it, um, because if, if you don't, then you're somehow cutting off or weakening the message of what the mm-hmm. show is trying to say but also weakening the character to a certain respect. And I just, I was just looking here at the wiki and and there's a little quote that came up. Right. And I think this is so, so, so true, especially with like what happens with Carly and John Walker as well. And, you know, so basically they're saying that this show is meant to ask like the question of like, who is an American who gets to decide what principles the country stands for and what compels people to take extreme actions in what they sort of believe to be like patriotic acts, you know? And so I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, this scene very much sums that up, you know what I mean, in terms of why do people make the decisions they do? And 
also just because if someone is viewed as a terrorist, you know, or they do terrorist like actions doesn't necessarily mean that their motivations are terrible. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, definitely the way that this scene explains that is really eloquent and beautiful, even though, again, it's it's very in your face. Like, I, I, I think it worked really well. So I have to agree with you, mm. Joel. Like, I think it's one of the best written things that the MCU has ever done. Um, and, yeah. you know, and that's I mean, coming in the from of the speech. Good. Oh, I was going to say that's coming from from, you know, a series that has some some pretty well written moments, you know, interspersed. Throughout. Yeah. So, yeah, For sure. And, like, in the middle of the speech, the senator tries to tell him, like, oh, you just don't understand. And I think, like, an even better, like, part from that speech is Sam being like, I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And he was like, every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people out there who are going to hate me for it. You know? And it's like, damn, like, he's not wrong. But, like, he doesn't. He's not going to not do the job just because other people don't want him to do it. You know? Like, he would fight for those people even if they were, like, you know, like if they, you know, used a racial slur against him while he was like saving their life, he would still be like, I'm here to protect you. Like, yeah. regardless of how you feel about me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's just another reason of like why Sam should be Captain America, dude. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I only recently learned that uh, Anthony Mackie went to fucking Juilliard for acting. Yeah. Um, oh, like, wow. This fucking scene, I that. think, fucking showed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And and I think the way he commands the scene, though, too, like, you know, kind of like you're hinting yeah. at, you know, in terms of his um, trying to find the right word, but uh, like his dedication to gravitas i was just gonna say gravitas yeah the gravitas that he brings to this uh to this series to this scene in particular you know is is uh is really good it's really mm. good um it might be some of the best acting anthony mackie's even ever done at this point so. i i would say i would yes. say yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think it's funny that they're trying to challenge. I mean, like maybe some, I mean, like I would think a regular person wouldn't know what happened with like Thanos, but like you'd think like the U S government would like know about yeah. the, like the snap and shit. And they're trying yeah. to tell Sam like, he doesn't get, he was like, motherfucker, I fought Thanos. Like, what are you yeah. like? Why are you trying to tell me that? I don't yeah. know what I'm doing what, right now. What don't, <laughs> what don't yeah. you understand? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And then, you know, obviously that's a pretty long scene. I, I want to say it's maybe about five minutes or so. Yeah, it felt it pretty yeah. like about five minutes. But you know, from there uh, we do get the uh, sort of U.S. agent reveal, um, where yeah. you know, uh, the what's her name, uh, the Contessa. Uh, you know, basically Madam Hydra. Yeah, Madam Hydra. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going by the names they give us in the show. I know. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we see we see the U.S. agent get up, which is a pretty much a direct. I think, if I'm not mistaken, a direct translation from the comics. There's not really much that's changed. Yes, um, I. What I don't like is her. Is her? She says things are about to get weird. So when they do, we're not going to need Captain America. We're going to need a U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. Which just like reminds me of kind of like the fucking like what are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> what am I? Bit. Some kind of U.S. agent? Like, yeah, yeah. like you're trying Damn a it. little too hard there for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but that's okay. Like they have to, they have to do that thing where they use the the, the comic oh, for book sure. name, the title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know from there we obviously have the scene where I believe uh, Zemo murks some fools from his prison. Well, cell. yeah, 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 exactly. Which is a great you know payoff to the whole super soldier 
sort of thread, you know, that's playing mm-hmm. throughout and like his whole yeah. motivation. Um, but it also no. shows that he's not powerless, you know, from from the rap. From, which yeah, I agree, exactly. Which exactly, I still think give it still gives way to the Thunderbolts theory you know like Mm -hmm. he is he is in there with a bunch of people that could form the thunderbolts and if he still has this barren power Mm -hmm. supervillain power from the raft what can't he do from yeah he's got a butler to do his bidding outside of the raft exactly (laughs) yeah can't go wrong there um but no the one thing i wanted to point out um is uh, the the small scene where with Bucky where we kind of complete his arc and we see that he's mm. sort of made amends mm-hmm. and all the names are crossed off the list. Yeah, and, you know, I just he tells the like, old man again. Yeah. It's it, it's a, it, well even before then when he gives the list to the, um, the to, to the, his psychiatrist. Yeah, I mean just just yeah. all that stuff. I thought you know again it's not they're not really major moments, but I think it's just really satisfying to see like Bucky kind of get back to somewhat of a normal place after so much turmoil mm-hmm. and like. I mean, the character's gone through through so much since you know Winter Soldier yeah. even before. So yeah. it's good to see him kind of like sort of back to square one, so to speak. Um, and then I guess you know from there we have uh, we have I guess just the ending, right? Well, we have the whole Isaiah Bradley payoff. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which I I mean. Look, I, I like I said, I I you definitely got a little emotional during that that Captain America line when this scene happened. I'm not gonna lie, like it kind of got a little dusty in the room just because Dog, I cried. I'll, I'll like I that's what I'm saying. Like it was just such a powerful moment to see this character like finally get his due and get his redemption and the way that Sam holds him yeah. in regard and what he did for like mm-hmm. again, it's just so well done and so emotional, you know, and it. it I think part of the thing is, is like, it's all these real life trigger points, you know what I mean? That are mm-hmm. being addressed in the show and to see like, you know, the, like this idea that, that there are heroes everywhere, you know, and, and most of them haven't been recognized. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I definitely like that idea and it even plays into what we were talking about with Sam, how he's inspiring people, you know, to, to, to do better and be better than, than themselves. And I think that, you know, is even reflected here. So. I yeah, just, the quote he gives to Isaiah is like, I think, I think right before he shows him the Isaiah Bradley memorial is, yeah, I might fail, I might die, but we built this country, we bled for it. I'm not going to let anybody tell me I can't fight for it. Not after what everybody before me went through, yeah, including mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And then he like shows him this fucking great memorial at the, I guess like the cap fucking part of the smithsonian i don't fucking know mm-hmm. yeah it's like well, i think they, so yeah so they have the like. cap the yeah. cap museum and shit uh that they kind of set up earlier so it's it's definitely there and you know i i yeah i just think that um it's just really well handled and such a great little button you know at the end of this series um to just kind of mm-hmm. give it that extra cherry on the top you know yeah and i'll say yeah. they've got the uh they've got the grandson there as well let's not uh Let's not forget that the young Avengers had <coughs> Patriot. Who was a young black Captain America. So yeah. Yeah. just continue this thread of setting up uh, young Avengers. I don't know. You know, yeah. Yeah. what do we have? We got uh, we got a bunch of young people now for the Avengers. I think we do. Cool. Let's put a bunch of kids in harm's way and see what happens. I um, mean, the professor, <laughs> the 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 professor x way yeah i mean you're not wrong nothing ever went wrong for the x-men right <laughs> seriously nobody ever got uh, hurt or injured I mean, no. Never, no never went wrong 
Um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's pretty much the end of the episode beyond the mid credits scene, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we so. Do, uh, we we get, get a little bit of a wrap up at home with hmm. Sam. Yeah, there's too. like a nice montage of like them having a uh, a barbecue, hmm. and yeah. Bucky a, a shows up. Barbecue. Uncle Uncle yeah. Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that shot where he's got like three kids like hanging on his arm or whatever, yeah. and he's just yeah. hanging out like yeah. having a conversation. Just that's yeah, really fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, it was a cute little wrap up too. Yeah. Definitely. The series, felt, I guess. It felt very uh, like Fast and Furious esque, you know, where it's like yeah. we're gonna go have a barbecue <laughs> at Dom's, you family. know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Our true family. Yeah. <laughs> family is F everything. Is for family. Yeah. yeah. F is for family. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but what about guess... family, Dom? Family. Falcon no. and the Falcon family. <laughs> family and the Falcon. Falcon and the family soldier. Yeah, uh, there you go. That would be crazy if you just took the, the, the premise of WandaVision and, like, put Falcon in there and see what happened. <laughs> like, a, like a sitcom <laughs> around Captain America. Yeah. It would be really interesting. Uh, yeah, then the end credit scene kind of just gives me more of the shit I don't like, which is, like, yeah. Sharon Carter is back home. They finally give her a pardon, and they were like, oh, the Carter name has always been synonymous with trust and service, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, welcome home, Agent Carter. Not right? More motherfuckers. Like, you know, it's a fun nod, yeah. nod to the fucking series. Um, but then she immediately just walks outside, and she fucking pulls out her phone, and she's like, yo, we're going to start selling fucking everything. Like, yeah. super soldiers might be off the menu, but fucking, you know, everything else. Government secrets. <laughs> Yeah, which I think will lead into Armor Wars, honestly. She might be a big reason of, like, uh, mm. the bad guys in Armor Wars who have mm -hmm. these, like, this tech that they're not supposed to have. Yeah, could make sense. Could this be. Iron could Man be. tech that was a secret until she became a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that, that could very well make sense, especially because uh, Don Cheadle also makes that cameo at the beginning, ugh, at the beginning yeah. of the series too, so I'm not sure if that yeah. has any significance in setting up that series. But I'm assuming mm. Armor Wars is a War Machine series, so yeah, I I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like the Sharon Carter stuff at the end, but everything else I really enjoyed about this finale. Man, it yeah. was really good. It was yeah. really really good. Yeah, I mean, considering all the limitations and stuff that probably had to change, I mean, it's it's. It's a pretty solid finale. Like, I don't think all of the pieces worked for me, but I think that this finale mm -hmm. definitely worked better than WandaVision, in my opinion, um, mm -hmm. as well as the the entirety of the series. You know, the, the arcs of the characters, all the little moments that happen in between. Like, I just think that this was a little bit more, I don't want to say well executed, because WandaVision was, for the most part, well executed. But it was just a little bit more cohesive in terms of all the pieces fitting together seamlessly or to a certain mm. extent so interesting i'll say i enjoyed the body of wandavision maybe a little bit more but i did like this finale more the finale mm. of wandavision i was kind of like that's it mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah. but with this one i was like oh god yes yeah. everything yeah. um and i don't know why but I was just more, you know. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess because we got the suit, we got him saying, "I'm fucking Captain America." We got him, uh, yeah. You know, that speech was a big part of it. The mm -hmm. Isaiah Bradley stuff was, you know, really yeah. great. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We got the U.S. agent, which was, you know, we pretty much got a confirmation for Thunderbolts, which was, you know, pretty great. Yeah. Um, 
I think there was just more to look forward to at the end of it than at the end of Wanda. I mean, I don't know. The multiverse of Mad, like the multiverse of Madness stuff is pretty cool. Um, but I just, I don't know, especially with the announcement of Cap 4, like pretty much right after it, it, it was a big, a big bang of a finale. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say, I wish they had waited a couple days to announce that because I, I definitely heard well, that news before. No, right? no, they didn't. Yeah, it came out on Friday, I believe. Yeah, it came out on Friday yeah. because <laughs> it came out before I got a chance to watch the episode yeah, and I same, watched the episode. Same here. Well, it seems like you gotta watch it quicker, nerd. But I, I. <laughs> have a life um so do i i watched it in bed at <laughs> two in the morning in portland i had <laughs> school <laughs> sacrifice your life for the mcu uh, says kevin feige well you know if he wants to pay me to do so then i gladly will um <laughs> no joel i have to agree with you i was thinking thinking the same thing of like i think i still liked wandavision overall better uh but i think this finale was definitely stronger. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it is because this was more true to far, true to form true to for fart. Marvel. Um, <laughs> whereas WandaVision was so like different and unique that maybe yeah. that's why I liked it overall as a whole um, a lot better. But I do think it was, you know, like I, I wasn't as stoked for this uh, series but after seeing it, I am glad that we got it and got that further yeah. character de- development for these two. Oh, yeah. um, Definitely. You know, what's really interesting about just, just, you know, this conversation that we're having in terms of, you know, what we liked more and what we didn't like more. Ironically enough, the I'm looking at the kind of critical reception to, to each of the episodes of the mm-hmm. series. And the first episode got about a 93, second episode 100%. Third episode, 85. Fourth episode, 90%. Fifth episode, 100%. And then the finale is like 65%. So I did see that. It's by far the lowest rated episode critically. You know what it is? It's fucking Republicans being like, how dare, how dare a black man call me out on my beliefs? Well, and that's kind of like, (laughs) I I don't even want to say Republicans, but just people in general. Like when, when, when you're, when you feel like you're, and I, I don't think this is the way it comes off, but certain people can interpret it this way. When you feel like you're being talked down to or you're being lectured, that I could see why people might not be into that. I Personally, I, I enjoyed it. Um, just yeah. Some because, people need to be fucking lectured. Well, some people yeah. do need to be lectured and, and some people need to learn about different perspectives. And like for me, I love that, right? Like I'm always into learning about d- different perspectives of, you know, just yeah. different people in general, race and all that other stuff aside. Mm-hmm. And... um. And so, yeah, I just really think it's interesting that while we kind of loved this finale, it seems like a lot of the critical reception to it wasn't so, uh, you know, uh, responsive, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So there's that. Like Sam, like, like Sam said, like he can feel the hate every time he picks up the shield, but he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going to be cap four whether you like it or not. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah. I did like, and I read this on Reddit that, um, and mind you, I didn't uh, fact check this at all. Um, <laughs> Bucky apparently always called Steve, Steve, mm-hmm. right? Not Cap. Yeah. He always called him Steve. Uh, 
but after that speech mm. that Sam gives, he doesn't call him Sam. He calls him yep. Cap. Yep. Yeah. Like, that was a great good moment. Good job, Cap. Yep. Yeah. That was a great I thought moment. that was yeah. always yeah. moment there. Absolutely. And then uh, also the, the last thing we didn't talk about, too, is the title change, which I was like, oh, yeah. yo, you know, like, this is awesome. I woke, they... I woke my girlfriend up from 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 slumber when I, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And she was like, ah. And I was like, the show. and then you were like, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the end title card is not the Falcon and the winter soldier. It is Captain America, Captain America. and the winter soldier, yeah. which is fucking amazing. I mean, it's just, no, it's, it's Bucky's not winter soldier anymore. Right. So that was kind of a disservice to Bucky. That's I true. Guess. That's true. Yeah. But we don't know what Bucky will be now. Captain America yeah. and, and the white wolf. Oh man, that could have been yeah. good. I was going to say yeah, and regular true. dude. Like normal <laughs> Captain guy. America and, and his Robo man. Yeah, and Robo man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, so yeah, goodness. I mean, I, they I could have gone with the White Wolf, though. Yeah, I yeah. think it's. I think that's definitely like the next phase that they could def- probably move into if they want to give him sort of a rebrand, you know. Mm-hmm. Captain America um, and James Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's safe to say that like I enjoyed this this show overall. Like, definitely not perfect by any means. Um, you know, I guess if I had to give it a rating. Which I, I much like WandaVision, I would like to go back and watch it in its entirety and just <sighs> yeah. see. Yeah. I think even it's so more hard to so, give a whole series a rating like I so know, soon. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And and especially with something like this, you know, it's like it WandaVision was like a little bit more episodic and 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 works a little better in terms of breaking mm. everything up. I think with this, if you watch it as one six hour, five hour long movie, like it oh, might I'm be sure it would fucking kill. It might be a yeah. little more effective that way. So, you know, yeah. again, I don't want to make any final judgment judgments, um, but at least in terms of my gut instinct, uh, I think like something around probably three and a half, three, three and a half Ooh. out of five. Um, okay. So like a mm. seven, seven out of 10 kind of territory, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm curious what you guys think in that regard. I was oh. just thinking seven out of 10 also. Yeah. I, uh, I feel and I mm, I don't want to come off as a fucking, you know, like a Kevin Feige simp. Yeah. Um even though but you like are. unless uh, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> where's the Kevin Feige only fans? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! His OnlyFans account uh, is like giving us sneak peeks uh, at like upcoming projects. I yes. Um, Oh, dude! But unless you deliver me like a Thor: The Dark World, I pay so much. Yes, same. Unless you deliver me something really bad, like an Iron Man three or a Thor: The Dark World or like a Guardians two, I'm just like I think just everything they give me is going to be like you know like. I'm not going to give you a 10 out of 10, uh, you know, but like, I'm going to give this like an eight, eight or like eight and a half, you know, Mm. out of 10. Like it was, they don't deliver me bad shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm a fan because they give me Mm. the shit that I want. Mm. People are like, I want the comic fucking Falcon cap suit. And they were like, here it is. There it is. "Ah, Yeah, there it is. Uh, (laughs) It's like, ah, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. (laughs) It's me. Uh, You know, like, they don't i'm not going to be here and be like everything they do is perfect because i because you know because no. fucking the incredible yes. hulk exists yeah. you know it's like <laughs> uh, 
They don't. They don't do everything perfect, but a large fucking majority of the time, it's what I fucking want, you know? And yeah. Like, and I think, um, the, I think the thing that, just to jump off that, is like the thing that, that's so great about Marvel is they learn from their mistakes, right? Like you make Thor the yeah. Dark World, you make the Incredible Hulk, and they learn from that and what not to do, right? Like one of the lessons from the Incredible Hulk is like, that character is better as a supporting character as opposed to a character, the main character in his own movie, right? Interesting. I thought the lesson was don't work with Ed Norton. Well, I, I mean, one <laughs> of the many lessons, uh, you know, for instance. But yeah, I mean, even oh with Thor The Dark World, like, they went back to a certain extent with Endgame and, like, made amends for that. You know what I mean? They made... Well, dude, even in Thor 3, they just, like, did a, you know, they brought in a whole different fucking mm -hmm. character. Like, they brought exactly. in a whole different character. They made, yeah. they like, the Thor Ragnarok is, like, far superior to both of the previous Thor yeah. movies. Yeah, uh, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. They just fix the shit that's wrong, mm -hmm. and I think, not to, you know, not to drag Snyder through the mud, but any chance I get, I'll fucking do it. Um, he doesn't fucking, he, he doesn't evolve. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, well, here's the thing, is if any of his movies get criticism, it's like he doesn't try to fix it or evolve, as you say, he leans into it harder, right? He's so like, well, it's like you oh, were you didn't, wrong. You I didn't, was right. Yeah, you didn't like Batman and Superman and what I did with those characters. Oh, I'm going to do even more of that in Justice League. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, didn't like Son of, of Sun and Night of Night? I'm going <laughs> to yeah. fucking make Justice of Justice and League of League. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Justice of Justice oh, yeah, and League yeah, yeah. of League. Oh, dude. I should have tweeted that. I mean, that. it's just... I th And I also think it's just like a... I, I, I don't know. I don't want to bring like egos into it, but I feel yeah, like yeah. Kevin Feige is like, I want to do this shit for you guys. And Zack Snyder's like, out of five names on a poster, my name's fucking three of them. And you're like, why? Yeah. Well, I think, you, why? Not to say that like Zack Snyder doesn't genuinely care about those characters, because I think to make any kind of big movie like that, you have to have some sort of connection or interest. Sure. But I just think that Feige like definitely has his finger on the pulse of like, what makes good for good storytelling? What do the fans want? And how do we like actually execute those two elements together in a way that's entertaining? Um, and also progress. One of the them watches regular porn and the other one watches porn and in extreme slow motion. Yeah. And <laughs> one, one of them, them watches right, porn them in regular wrong. situation and one of them watches porn on Vero. Well, <laughs> and I think one of them is actually a like a true fan of what they're d doing and working with. And the other one is a pretend fanboy. Well, again, I don't even want to call Zack Snyder a pretend fanboy. Like he, he definitely has a certain amount of reverence for like at least Superman. You know what I mean? Because based on Man of Steel, like you, you can tell that. I but think he's just a fan bro. He's yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Like, there like, you like, go. Okay, it's sure. He's sure. just sure. a fucking bro. It's not that well, he I just don't feel like he understands the characters as much exactly. as Feige. Oh, he does like, That's what I mean. <laughs> totally. And it's but that's because he's dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds like an opinion, Joel, but, <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's not like, and I think it he's is. a nail right on the head, Lauren, is it's not that he doesn't care about these characters. It's just that his like interpretation of those characters is 100% wrong you know what I mean yeah. like it's just you, you just don't understand them yeah well, let's see let's let's do a little litmus test on if Zack Snyder's <laughs> oh boy um, uh, Dawn of the Dead he used regular zombies good movie did well uh, do smart zombies usually work in zombie movies no because mm, Army of the Dead yeah. use smart or dumb zombies Smart, Smart zombies. zombies. So he could have just gone back to the formula that works, which is regular yeah. zombies. 
which he knows how to do. Mm-hmm. But instead he went, smart zombies that don't well, work. I'm going to make that movie. Yeah, well, and then, you know, the, the, bigger, the bigger problem with something like Army of the Dead is that not only did Zack Snyder come up with the story, but he co-wrote the screenplay and he obviously directed and I don't know if you guys and clearly seen... stole the idea from fucking the sequel well, to Train to Busan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if you. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, uh, this little movie called Sucker Punch. Uh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, arguably, uh-huh. arguably Zack Snyder's like worst movie, and that's yeah. out of all of his filmography, that's the one film that he wrote the story for and wrote the screenplay for. So that kind of <laughs> tells you like what you can expect with Army of the Dead. Maybe I'll be wrong. But, you know, with something like Dawn of the Dead, you know, that movie was written by James Gunn. James so like, Gunn, yeah. So, obviously. like, you yeah. had a, a solid story and solid characters to work with there, not to mention that it's a remake of a movie that already existed. Right. But, you know, I think here it's a little bit um, a little bit of a different story because... I just, just also think smart zombies don't fucking work, man. They uh, just don't fucking work. I would work. say... I think didn't, didn't World War Z do smart zombies? I would say that would be the one exception that they kind of do work, but uh, I tend to agree with you. Anyway. Oh, no, no. They weren't me. smart zombies. They were, fast, they were fast zombies. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it, was. Yeah. it was the fluid water wave of mm-hmm. zombies as yeah. opposed to them all running individually yeah, they just yeah, somehow yeah. were one mass of totally well what object, i love like, yeah awful. one of the one of the <laughs> images that i always love from that movie and obviously this is a total tangent at this point but is, is where, where they the do wall. the where they do the anthill the, ant the hill. fucking pyramid yeah, yeah like that i would i would call that smart zombie and i'm not into it yeah got you i dig it i think it's just a cool image like obviously it doesn't make any sense in the context of the movie i think in the zombie world in the zombie lore if you set yourself up in a high object you should be safe from zombies i think that is i think that is a fair like a a golden rule to follow (laughs) yeah it's a golden rule if you're if you're on the second floor you should be safe from zombies i I just think that's you know what i mean yeah totally Uh, i mean like we're taking the the 28 days later approach Yeah. Well, I I don't have a problem with fast zombies necessarily. Yeah. I obviously am a purist in like my zombie media, and I prefer them to be slow. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with fast zombies, uh, but fast and smart. Yeah. I'm not into it. Well, yeah. Um, Because then you're not dead. Yeah. Right. If you're smart, you're not dead. Like what's what's fucking going on here? Yeah. Also, um, zombie, anyway, zombie dude tigers, dude. What's up with that? I'm gonna fucking punch a hole in my wall. Um, (laughs) Don't. I won't. Uh, I told a dude once that I didn't think Zack Snyder was a smart writer, and he goes, bro, did you see Sucker Punch? I was <laughs> like, this conversation is over. Yeah. Yes, I did, and I do not want to talk about it. And then he tried to send me a YouTube video of why you don't understand Sucker Punch, and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm not watching. I'm gonna that. watch that. <laughs> Actually, honestly, there's like, there's a lot of there's a pretty strong opinion of like people that that, that feel that movie yep. is like highly misunderstood. But like, yeah. at the end of the day, like I see what those people are saying. I just think it's a dumb screenplay. Like the characters, those are, people are, are dumb. also the hashtag restore the restore restore. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my restore the Snyderverse. That's uh, that's restore those Snyderverse slip of the tongue that works so well for me, dude. I want um, the Rob. I want the. Uh, we should do a thing where we play the Snyderverse, but it's the Rob Schneiderverse instead of the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. restore the Schneider. Schneiderverse. Yeah. Can I get that Deuce Bigelow animal crossover <laughs> happenings? Yeah, let's fucking do it, bro. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, we couldn't we 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 couldn't go a full podcast without talking shit about Zack Snyder because the pop pop the pop culture podcast. <laughs> but it is pop pop the pop culture podcast. You mean so. Snyder Snyder the Zack Snyder pop of Haters. pops and culture of cultures. That is our <laughs> oh, that is our new podcast title name. Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? As always, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Salen. Beautiful. Lauren, what about you? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram. Sweet. I am the LA nerd. Um, I really feel shitty about not being able to do a Shang-Chi trailer reaction for YouTube, but I worked for like four days in a row and I just didn't have time to do it. And then I felt like there's no point to do it at this point. You know, it's like time of the essence, times of the essence. Mm. Um, but I promise you the next thing that comes out that's cool, I will try my hardest to make it happen. Um, we watched Dollhouse on Fan Theory TV. Has just, I just filmed my last episode. Um, nice. Uh, so go check that out if you want to. We took the name out of it. You know, it's just we watch Dollhouse now. So if you appreciate the art over the artist, go ahead and go check that out. Yeah. Other than that, um, we don't have much until Loki. So we'll just be back to our regular scheduled bullshitting about news podcasting, which is... Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's been a long fucking podcast couple of months of just like reviews, 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 reviews. Yeah. We'll, just get back to, we'll, we'll just get back to the bullshitting next time. Yeah. I mean, That'll we do fun. have we do have a little movie coming out next okay. week or the week after. Uh, uh, Black Widow. Uh, I think that got, Isn't that in July? I think it got pushed to July. Did it? I yeah. thought it was May. Yeah. No, it's like oh, July boom. something. Well, I'm failing at my job. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> no big deal. We often we I often got don't, excited. We often don't do research before we do this podcast, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just staying true uh, to form, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh I yeah, so so like uh, we actually do have a few movies coming out. So we have Spiral from the Book of Saw coming out. Oh, oh that's oh, fucking cool. Yeah, that should be fun. Chris Rock Saw. Chris, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Come on now. Uh, and Let's then go. We obviously have uh, Army of the Dead, and then we uh, have A Quiet Place Part bleh. 2 and Cruella on the 28th. So. Ooh, okay, Cruella. I know yeah. you guys are probably excited for everything else. <laughs> I just want to see Cruella out of this. Yeah, can we? <laughs> I mean, look. Can we do just a... Can we just do an I fucking hate Zack Snyder cast when Army of the Dead comes out? Uh, that should probably just be its own podcast, Joel. Like, no, we'll just start a separate add, like, add it to the docket of yeah. podcasts that we're going pod- to start and have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think yeah, it should right. be an episode. Like, Zach, like, it'll just be titled, like, Zack Snyder sucks, in parentheses, Army of the Dead, and then... <laughs> sucks, and, in parentheses. And then just, like... You know, and then like most of it will be about talking about Army of the Dead, but then every time like I watch the movie and I'm like, that's another dumb thing he does. I'll like write it down and then we can just talk shit about it. Like, yeah, you totally. know, and then I'll pepper in some compliments from fucking the first Dawn of the Dead that he did, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah, I, yeah. typical I won't talk shit typical the stuff. En- entire time. Yeah. 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 And and in terms of Cruella, I will say that like I'm not the trailers haven't quite sold me yet on that movie, but sure. I love, 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 love Craig Gillespie and like. I mean, he's the guy who did I, Tanya, like, is his previous film. Mm, so, mm-hmm. like, the fact that Craig Gillespie is directing it, you know, obviously has me interested. So, yeah, maybe we can talk about that when it comes out. I know why May 8th was sticking in my head. It mm. wasn't Black Widow. It was your boy Elon Musk hosting SNL. Oh, God. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah, so, cool. So we're just getting. C- guess we need to do another Elon podcast and see. I guess we're just getting CEOs to do SNL gigs now. Um, yeah, no, that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a hard no for me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, next time it'll be a fun, right. just regular bullshit and, podcast. And bye for real this time, guys. <laughs> bye. Bye. No, that was my thing. Just kidding. It's your thing. It's always my thing. I say, later, nerds. Bye.